Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You can always, always, always communicate with the show via the Autoflex Leasing Fan Text at 877-881-1053. Would love it uh, if you guys jumped in here. Maybe you have a question for our next guest who joins us now, courtesy of the BuyerSafety.com hotline. He's so Cajun. He's so lovable. He's so good at DallasCowboys.com. It's our buddy, David Hellman. How are we doing today, Dave? I am awesome. I'm, I got some FOMO. It's been a while since I've had pluckers. Dude, break out of that joint and get I on up here and join us. man. We got locker room. We got practice. We got stuff going all the way till like 6 o'clock at the star. But okay, well, la- last time we talked to you, you had a, a Robert Quinn mission. Have you accomplished your task in asking him if he's aware of uh, Happy Gilmore yet? I actually, I didn't see Robert Quinn yesterday. I'm sorry. I was, Damn it, I was busy talking to Jordan Lewis. My bad. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, let's get into that, talking to Jordan Lewis, because in the past the Cowboys have used Jordan Lewis to kind of uh, shadow Alvin Kamara. Did you get the sense that they were going to do that again on Sunday night? I really don't. Uh, I think it's a fun storyline. Like, I am a big, big fan of Jordan Lewis as a person and a player. Uh, he's he's interesting. He's funny. He's a Agreed. good cornerback. Um, but I think I think that gets a little bit overblown. I think they used Jordan on eight snaps uh, as a dime back to help shadow Kamara. They treated him like a receiver. Uh, and, and it worked. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I think Kamara had 72 total yards on, like, 20 I think 20 touches last year he averaged like 3.7 yards per touch against the Cowboys last year they played him great I don't think it's going to work that way this year because it's really not a timeshare anymore I mean he's he's played like a starter for years but you know it used to be 60 40 50 50 with Mark Ingram and that's just not what we're seeing uh through three weeks of the season they have Latavius Murray but this is really the Alvin Kamara show and I just I don't think you're going to be able to get away with that this year. I think it's just going to have to be an all-hands-on-deck type of situation. Do you think in uh, with uh, Teddy Bridgewater playing quarterback, it becomes even more so the Kamara show because we know, you know younger quarterbacks or backup quarterbacks tend to go to the most explosive, valuable weapon at all times? Yeah, I think so. And it rained in Seattle last week. I'm sure that was part of it. You're also on the road as opposed to at home. So I'm sure the Saints – were even more so trying to play conservatively. And you, you saw it if you saw the game. I mean, he threw one pass that went further than 15 yards. Uh, maybe maybe they'll be a little more aggressive in their own building, but uh, this just this isn't the same offense without Drew Brees, I don't think. I, I don't think you want to try Teddy Bridgewater testing his luck da- like too far downfield too often against these DBs. Michael Thomas is, is incredible, but I just don't know how well that – place to to Teddy Bridgewater's strengths right now so uh like I said Mike Thomas is great but I really think this this is all going to flow through Kamara so we're getting a ton of text messages about Jason Garrett obviously because of the press conference we just aired as well as uh, the fact that Sean Payton just got locked up in uh, New Orleans with a new five-year extension and that's one of the names that had been circling around as maybe the next head coach of the Cowboys and 
you know, Garrett is is not coaching with a contract, and there's a thought out there maybe he has to win the NFC you know championship game or, or get to that game uh, to to return. But at this point, I, it just seems like the Jones realize that making a big change sets them back, and that's scary for them to do when they're so freaking close. So. Do you, do you really think there's some sort of a carrot out there? Like somebody texts in right now from the 972, as long as the team is close to winning significant games, Jason will be the coach. Bringing in a new coach would change so much. Do you really think there's some sort of a carrot out there, like he has to get to the NFC Championship game or he's not coming back? This, I mean, It feels like a cop-out, but I promise you it's not. Like there's, it's, there's just no way to answer that question until you see how it plays out, and I think that's why the Cowboys are content not to extend the contract. I mean – you know, let's what let's say the season goes south and they have a bad year, but it's because something terrible befalls Dak Prescott or Tyron Smith. Knock on wood, you hope that doesn't happen. But how harshly are the Joneses going to grade Jason Garrett if his team falls apart due to circumstances beyond his control? Or, uh, you know, the Cowboys could have a great season. Let's say they just keep this thing rolling and they win, you know, 12 or more games. And then they lose in the first game they play in the playoffs. They go 0-1 again, and they're out in the divisional round. Like, how is that going to sit with Jerry and Stephen Jones if this happens to Jason Garrett for a second time? I Um, I think if that happens, David, he's gone. The reason being is that he's already got an incredible regular season record. Right. No, this and is a team that's never been that hasn't been to a conference championship game, I believe, since they last won a Super Bowl. That's that's kind of my or you know throw out another scenario. What if you know what if something? What if Dak Prescott hurts the ligament in his thumb like Drew Brees did, and he's out for eight weeks, and right. Jason Garrett manages to piece it together and they go nine and seven, which you know would actually be pretty damn impressive with Cooper Rush as your starting quarterback for half the season. Like I can think of a million scenarios where Jason Garrett coaches well enough to keep his job. And I can think of a million scenarios where the Cowboys wouldn't want him anymore at the end of the year. Um, I don't think – I think it's simplistic to just say he has to do this. I do think, you know, it it would probably be in his best interest. That's what I wrote before the season. It would be in his best interest to have some real deal playoff success if he wants to guarantee himself another contract. All right, from the 817, should we be concerned about Jalen Smith? Are you concerned about Jalen Smith in any way? Um, I, concerned just in the typical sense that I, I don't think this defense has hit its stride yet. I think that goes to all three levels. They don't have an interception yet. They're one of only five teams in the league that doesn't. They only have five sacks, which for as much as we hype the pass rush in the offseason, that's not where you want to be. Uh, and yeah, I mean, like, you know, Leighton Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith have not played like all pros through three weeks. But then at the same time, look at the stats. I mean, they're top five in scoring. They've held two of their three opponents below 300 yards, which is fantastic in the NFL. And the one team that they didn't hold was the Giants, which they had a 35-10 lead in that game. And whether people want to admit it or not, like you change the way you play defense when you hold the lead like that. So I, I think it's nitpicking. I'm, I, I do think it's worth watching. Like, there have been things at all three levels, Jalen and Layton included, that have concerned you over the course of three weeks. But the end result is good enough that I'm not worried about it yet. But these next two games will be a fantastic litmus test for where they're at because they'll eat. I mean, you're playing one of the most talented rosters with one of the best running backs this week. And then you got Aaron Rodgers coming the week after that. So we will have a much better idea of how worried we should be in a week or two. 
Okay, talking to David Hellman here at the Ben and Skin Show. One of the big storylines going into this game is that the Cowboys are near the top of the NFL in offensive passing splash plays, and the Saints are near the bottom in giving up splash plays. As you've broken down this game, why is it, do you think, that the Saints are falling, uh, failing so miserably in this regard? We know why the Cowboys are succeeding. Is this, is this an area where the Cowboys are really going to make hay on Sunday? Yeah, I just, I watched the, uh, I watched the Seahawks game back last night and it just seems like the Saints get lost in coverage. Like they lose guys. Um, Especially, we all know how Russell Wilson can extend plays with his legs. And you saw three or four instances where he just bought himself time and all of a sudden, you know, Tyler Lockett or David Moore is like open to the point where it's kind of unbelievable. Like, you know, somebody just lost track of him in the trash. Um, and that's encouraging to me because Dak can kind of do some of that himself. He's, he's not on Russ's level, but he can definitely extend plays. We saw him do it against the Dolphins. Um, so I am I'm intrigued by that. I'm a little bit concerned. I wish... Michael Gallup was going to be part of this. I wonder if the other receivers can pick up that slack. But between Cooper and Cobb, um, yeah, I absolutely think there should be there should be room for some you know um, explosive plays this week. All right, we just had uh, some glasses fall. Yeah, I heard that. I hope everybody's okay. It's all good. Uh, Everyone's responding immediately, and it's all taken care. By the way, come join us at Pluckers and Grapevine. Uh, we're talking to our buddy Dave Hellman here on the Beninskin Show. Should should uh, and we're asking you about concern. Obviously, there's some of the things we keep circling back to. Should we be concerned about Amari Cooper's ankle or foot or whatever he's dealing with? It doesn't sound like it, and that's something I always try to remind people: is this is a pro football team with the best medical staff and you know uh, benefits you can get. There's literally there's an MRI on site, so. Anytime anything is remotely bothering somebody, they can just go get it checked out. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm sure, you know, Cooper's obviously dealing with something or he wouldn't have missed, he wouldn't have left practice. But the MRI came back negative. I saw him walking around at the star yesterday, and, I mean, he didn't seem like he was limping too bad. So I think it's more precautionary than anything. Xavier going to be out there? Uh, he was limited yesterday. I Practice hasn't opened to the media yet today, but I do expect him to be out there. Uh, I always say – if a veteran's practicing on Wednesday, it's typically a good sign that he'll be available on Sunday. But you want to see and make sure he's progressing instead of taking steps back as the week goes along. David, always good to catch up with you, man. We'll be looking out for you on DallasCowboys.com, brother. Bring me some wings next time y'all come up here. Do you, so do we have to bring you the Cajun Spice Wings, or do you branch out? What do you uh, do? I'm, I'm trying I mean, to not pigeonhole you as a Louisiana guy. Beggars can't be choosers. Spicy Ranch is really good. All uh, Buffalo Buffalo Hot and Buffalo Medium. Spicy Barbecue. You really can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. It's so good. See you, Hellman. All right. Later, y'all. Dude, he's so right. Sometimes because I get so caught up in all the different flavors that they have, just rocking just traditional buffalo sauce here is so good. Oh, yeah. And, man, if you ever venture off into the world of the Larry Bird, the chicken sandwich, mm-hmm. getting that in buffalo sauce. Ooh. Oh, my mm. Lord. I bless mm. it, girl. Oh. It's the Ben and Skin Lord. Show, 105.3 The Fan. We'll do a full bore Saints Boys Red Band trailer preview. KT will take us through at 1140. Still don't know what that means. But before we do that, uh, college football action, including a crazy story out of the University of Houston that impacts the local games this weekend. We'll do all that next right here live from Pluckers at Grapevine. It's the Ben and Skin Show, 105.3 The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. 
That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, awesome text message from the 469. It says, we are on our way home from Windstar right now. Well. Bravo, my friends. Well done. Here's another text from the 847. The Dr. Pepper wings are exceptional. Word up. Thank you very much. So we are at Pluckers in Grapevine. Appreciate y'all rolling with us today. Uh, We've got an early day today. We'll be out of here at 1230, handing it over to Jared Sandler for some Texas Rangers baseball. We'll get back into Saints-Cowboys momentarily. But right now it's time to turn our attention to some sweet, sweet college football. And let's do that by taking a look at all of the biggest games on the docket, of course, relative to our show and our region. And let's start with a team that really hasn't been talked about a lot over the years, but suddenly there's a lot of chatter out there. And that is the undefeated SMU Mustangs going to South Florida. Oh, boy. Air show. So what could stop? This is an amazing game to me because what could stop 4-0 SMU's momentum? Is Shane Bouchelle's blood falling out of his body when he sees Charlie Strong at South Florida? Oh, yeah. Right? So there's a connection in this game. Right. So what if Bouchelle is just so beaten down by seeing Charlie Strong? Opposite. That he bro. doesn't play well. Opposite. He wants to go dance on Charlie Strong's head. Yeah. You know what though? That wasn't really Charlie Strong's fault. You guys remember this. Was, he was he was supposed to be a Sooner, and he went to UT because yeah. of Charlie Strong. Right. But when when does that ever when is that ever a negative, Kevin? Always that's a positive. The, the, the athlete always wants to put it in the face of the people that didn't believe in them or whatever. They feel like they were cheated. When is that ever? They When do they ever just cower and go, oh, I can't play today? It would be more if they are playing UT. Herman's the one who didn't believe yeah, in I him. think Ben's bringing up a good point, and this is where I go, Bouchel, good little sports pedigree. His mm-hmm. dad takes no prisoners. So that's why I think. It's Where did you a, come up with the, his dad takes no prisoners? I thought it'd be, I thought I it'd be a funny it. line. I liked it. I, <laughs> I don't know. It. I don't know that Steve Michelle over line. at third base oh, was right. known for that. He took no prisoners over there on sharp line drives. <laughs> I thought that was a funny line. Yeah. No, uh, I think it knocked us off the air. <laughs> Let's move on to the next matchup that's catching our attention. Number 21, Texas A&M at Arkansas. All right. Go Root Hogs. Um, so our Arkansas football insider says that everyone up there thinks John Steven, John, John, John is the best quarterback, but he's not getting the time, man. What? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. I love that. I would. Okay, so Who why? Who that? Yeah. Huh? Uh, just an insider, an insider. I have an Arkansas uh, insider that you guys all went and had dinner with when we were in Oxnard. He's got a guy. He used to uh, play for the team. Okay, very nice. Uh, call going to dinner I don't Oxnard. remember who that is You either. don't remember a guy standing out at a beach house? Oh, yeah, that guy, oh, he's an insider. That yeah. guy, he's not an insider. <laughs> he played there. Yeah, I guess he is. Okay. Yeah. So I thought you meant an insider for the Cowboys. He's the guy who played. Oh, no, 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 no. He's the guy who had access to the Richard picture. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yes, okay. okay, that's fantastic. So His okay. buddies all say John Steven, John, John, John Steven is the best one up there, but he's not getting the, not getting the So burn. why would that be? I mean, why would, why, why would that be? That he, is it because the guy who's ahead of him on the depth chart is – I mean, older and has earned the spot. They're just holding out a little bit longer. Isn't it kind of a problem, though, that whoever plays quarterback doesn't matter because next year Chad Morris, you know, going to have his son playing for him. I mean, dude, is that, that is that like legit that he's going to play? That's a dumb like, deal. He will play, though. I'm pretty sure. Maybe they would redshirt him a year, but 
He is a uh, top prospect. Highland Park is rolling, and his dad's the coach. Nick Starkle is their starter right now. Yes. Reed, Reed, our engineer, is actually Arkansas insider right here. Would Reed you, played you, there. You can nod yeah. with your head. Do you think John Stephen John John's better than Nick Starkle and Ben Hicks? Oh, wow. wow. fired at the Joneses. You will not work here on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you know the Joneses tell us what to say, Reed? Look at the autoflex policing yeah. contact. We were telling you to read the script that Jerry just texted over. Right. What are you thinking? Because right those guys aren't busy enough. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next game from the college Stupid football criticism. docket, and that is Kansas at TCU. Yeah. TCU needs to rebound, man. I just like to laugh at all the, like, okay, no, I'm not, I'm not trying to offend anyone. TCU's good. I want them to do well. Sounds like you're but on board with that. I, well, okay, so I'm not the biggest Gary Patterson fan in the world. Right. So when I'm like, oh, Big 12, though, the thing about TCU in the Big 12 is Gary Patterson will have that defense rocking. Mm-hmm. Well, you let SMU dance on your head for 40 points last week. So right. where, was that, where was that defense at, Gary? Oh. And I'm not talking about the players. The players are fine. I like to aim it at Gary. My favorite thing about the whole TCU situation is that when TCU is getting beat by SMU, for some reason, everyone I follow on Twitter that has an association with Baylor was real tight into that game. Okay. The Baylor hate for TCU is phenomenal. I know size doesn't matter. I wanted to get them dancing back to the Arkansas game real it quick. Does, but I just pulled up Ben Hicks, uh, Nick Starkle, KJ Jefferson, all around 6'2, 6'3 guys. Mm-hmm. And they John have Steven, John, John, John Steven, John at 5'9. John was at 5'11. Not that it matters. No. Not that it matters. But. No, go ask uh, Baker. So, yeah, you know, in Kansas, I'm pulling for Kansas and Les Miles and uh, Brian Purdy. So. Hey, I think it's great that someone in your life is telling you size doesn't matter. You should definitely pop the question. Which brings us on <laughs> to Texas Tech at number four, Oklahoma. Always the nasty little tapion. Yeah, Feel, I feel bad for Tech because they I have don't. this high-powered offense and their quarterback got hurt again. And it's going to be the difference in them being an eight-win team, seven-win team, whatever, and being a four-win team. Mm-hmm. And Jet Duffy's not going to be a very good quarterback for them. Oklahoma's going to murder them. Uh, and that's uh, that we game have, will get going at 11 o'clock. But Oklahoma will kill them. Do we have a line on that game? Where are the gamblers at? Oh, I don't have a line. But you know, the thing I'll say about like, Tech, I, I, I want to mention this, and I don't know if I mentioned this on our show the other day. Kingsbury would have been 9-3 and three last year. Like, he would have. So like I, I just I, the, in, the, all, in fa- the alternate football. Well, I guess universe. that's my least favorite thing is to uh-huh. people go. Well, Kingsbury never did anything in college. It's like, well, he had some winning years. Like, yeah, he, I like, think he maxed he, out what Tech. Can he didn't do. go three and nine there. Like no, no, they no. were going to be a nine and three team last year, ten and two team. Yeah. But their quarterback got hurt, and he got hurt again. Alan Bowman was one of the top passers in the nation. You know, and he just got hurt again. So it's over for them. I just think it's the whole delusional thing. It's it's hard for these teams in the Big Twelve to that yeah. are in these satellite cities to really do big things. Now, that Oklahoma game, the Oklahoma Tech game, and the uh, Arkansas game, uh, both at 11 a.m., uh, and the A&M game, both at 11 a.m., Shippy and I will be at Boomer Jackson Grapevine. Oh, good, 11 a.m. on uh, Saturday. Okay, good. Were y'all fun casting out there? Uh, no, we're just going to hang out. Maybe we'll have some G-Bag flags. So it's not really officially a part of the Tour Day DFW that you can see the schedule, 1053thefan.com slash Flagtober. Why wouldn't you guys fun cast if you're together? We're just going to watch TV. I'd rather hang out than, huh. than work. All right. mm. Wow. Uh, like that, that sounds work like, ethic. Sounds like that podcast could be coming to an end here. We recorded it yesterday. Soon. It dropped. Listen outside of 10 to 2. Yep. It was uh, really let's good. Let's move on to the next game. Shut up, Shippy. Let's move on to the <laughs> next game on the docket, and that is Houston at UNT. And obviously, I saw this all over ESPN last night. Eric King, the senior, 
is uh, is going to redshirt? What is that he's, all about the NFL draft? What dude, is that? he's not the only one. Yeah. His top receiver, who is also a senior, is redshirting with him. They've basically decided, you know what, this team's going nowhere. We are going to redshirt and try it again next year. So it's it's a it's it's like a delicate balance. Like, what's the line between quitting on your team and doing what's best for you? Because it's kind of what's happening. It's exactly what's happening. But they, when they've made this rule that you can redshirt after four games or whatever it is, three or four games. It's four games, I think. Then it's changed, okay. it's changed everything. That. Both those guys are seniors. The quarterback and the receiver are both seniors, and they're redshirting because the team sucks. So I saw all yeah. the NFL draft experts on ESPN talking about this last night, and they were talking about De'Eric King uh, kind of saying, okay, he, needs to, he has to think right now, does he want to continue to be a quarterback? Does he want to be a receiver? Does he want to be a web back? You know, it's like he's got a lot of different. Yeah. How do you see him as a prospect in the pros? From what I've seen by him, he's got a little ways to go as a quarterback, but I'm not willing to give up on it because he makes some really good plays. He just didn't see it very quick. So there's a lot of holding the ball and running around, but he's got that way of just kind of getting, eluding the pass rush, and then before you know it, there he is running upfield and he's getting yards for you. I mean, he's a tough he had a tough guy to game plan against. Is this, ga- is this game in Denton? It's in uh, UNT at Apogee Stadium. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, so, uh, will you be there? I know uh, we're, we all went to UNT, but you claim to be the biggest UNT football fan. Will you be there, Kevin? So, Saturday I've got a pretty packed slate right there. And, by the way, if you want a chance to win the best seats in the house to that game Saturday night, Ooh. come see me tonight at Lucky Lose in Denton. Oh, right. From 7 to 9 p.m. Are those seats next to yours? Uh, <laughs> great question. <laughs> I'm actually up in the. Uh, well, they they actually have me up uh, in the in the broadcasting. Oh, uh, yeah. they've oh. got a so they've they got, got a wing right there up in the press box. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's more of a suite. Oh, oh right. Where oh, they yeah. ha- where they have all their VIP alums, all their quote lauded broadcasters <laughs> yeah. of of yesteryear. So I, basically, <laughs> the guy who's doing the fun cast with you Saturday and knows exactly where you're going to be just threw you under the bus on the air. Love it. Ah, Love it. screw it. Which brings us to the next game <laughs> on our docket: number one Clemson at Mac Brown's North Carolina. Clemson will roll. The line is twenty-seven, um, and it's seen as uh, one of those games where no one in the A. Oh, it's one of those things where no one in the ACC can keep up with Clemson. Right. But, uh, you know, it's kind of farting around on some of the Clemson blogs, and they're like, don't be surprised if this one's close for a couple quarters, and then they go ahead and extend it and cover the spread of 27. Yeah. But it, what a story if Mac Brown were to do it. And the game's in North Carolina. I think so if, if they, Clemson, like, you need, like, ten things to fall right for you, you know? Right. But what a story that would be if Mac Brown came back and beat Clemson. It, that's not going to happen. But no, I think it, I think it's a story if they keep it to ten. I mean, I think oh, if, yeah. if you're within striking distance, I think it's yeah. a good feather in the cap for Matt. Yeah. Do you have a good Mac Brown impersonation? Uh, You've had yeah. some good ones over the years. Yeah, I, I, I like haven't you. practiced it. Well, so no one has. There's no um, one doing it in the world right now. I, well, I, thank you, Ben. I'm going to be doing dance <laughs> week for the yeah. game. He's got a game coming up on Saturday against Clemson, and if we win, I'm going to dance. <laughs> That's really good. good. That's really good. What do you think of Tom Herman? Uh, I don't want to talk about Tom I don't know what you said. I don't know. How I turned it into. I turned into an Irish man. And there's a little bit of uh, there's a little Fargo. bit of Tom Grieve coming in there. I heard Fargo in there. Oh, I'm cooperating. Oh, I'm cooperating with Tom right. Herman there. Hey guys, there's three more games, not necessarily important to this region, but three games of uh, top 25 teams squaring off. Uh, Friday night, number 11 Penn State at number 25 Maryland. That one of any interest to you guys? Absolutely. Maryland's a very tough place to play. Uh, and from a gambling standpoint, in my uh, in my pick'em pool, the big Jared Sandler <laughs> pick'em pool, really need Maryland to go ahead and cover that spread at home. What is it? I think it's like six and a half. Oh, okay. 
Penn, State, sure. Penn State's pretty good, but Maryland's tough. I mean, dude, they're a good team. All right. Let's play. Uh, number 18, Virginia at number 10, Notre Dame. Okay, so Notre Dame's, first of all, <laughs> they had that big loss against Georgia, right. which they, you know, or they kind of body blows, you know, back and forth and just weren't able to do it. Like always, mm-hmm. they're never able to win it, but they're able to keep it close. It, letdown factor, maybe, maybe in play here for Notre Dame. So I don't know how good Virginia is. I was going to say, I didn't realize they were 18 I don't in the know country. much about Virginia. Yeah. So, but uh, I believe the spread on that game is 12 for Notre Dame. Uh, so if I were messing around with it, I'd probably have Virginia cover in that game. Yeah. All right, uh, and then uh, we're getting a lot of text messages uh, right now as people are asking, what exactly is a webback? And talking about De'Eric King. It's a joke that for some reason the Cowboys identified Tavon Austin as a webback, which is a term we had never heard of and in our never life. Never heard it. So it's now become common vernacular in the Ben and Skin Show. Whenever you have a gadget player, you just call him a webback. It stands yeah. for whatever back. Yeah, he is can it, do whatever. He can run it. He can catch it. I didn't know that. Is that right? Whatever back. So they they drop the H. Yeah. Okay. All right. Web back. Which brings us to our final game that we will put beneath the microscope. Number seventeen, Washington. Oh, we got one more honorable <laughs> mention. Number seventeen, Washington at number twenty-one, USC. Oh, Jared Sandler. USC's quarterback goes down and they start winning games. Nice Very upset last week, dude. Yes, it was a big dude, win on Friday night. USC continues to hang in there for whatever. Like, I thought Clay Helton was dead in the water. I thought they were going to go ahead and move on and uh, maybe start to get uh, Graham Harrell, you know, start getting loose as the OC out there. Getting you know? loose as the OC. Yeah, as the, the, new, the next head coach prospect at USC, although they probably wouldn't hire him. So, oh, uh, Washington, too. They're fun to watch. Uh, it's interesting about Washington is their quarterback, Eason, was a guy who was at Georgia. Georgia chose from. <laughs> and the Ohio State, his quarterback is Fields. And Fields was at Georgia. Oh, and Georgia chose from, and you have number three, Georgia, number five, Ohio State, and you have Washington who's ranked. And we're going to find out at the end of the year who the best quarterback was. Like from the 817, go Gators. From the 469, KT thought Mason Fine was better than Sam Ellinger. He is. And from the 214, no, from the 214 <laughs> can I get a fart drop? Uh, and then finally, our last college matchup, uh, Washington State at Utah. Uh, this is a redemption game for Mike Leach after losing Dude. a game in which his quarterback threw nine touchdown passes. I didn't losing want a game Chip to Chip Kelly. Kelly. I didn't want him to ever win another game again. I wanted Chip Kelly to leave coaching, never winning another game again. Got to have it. Utah is good. Uh, that game is at home for Utah. Their running back, Zach Moss, is a, a very good NFL draft mm-hmm. prospect. Uh, they got a bunch, Utah's got a bunch of NFL draft guys like on defense as well. Leach has got to have this one. He's got to save face because last week was an embarrassment. All right, and guys, Missouri has shut down their program. They'll no longer play football. Thank they're you. on a bye, so if you can't shut find up, it, Shippy. you're like, Make why can't away. I find it? It's because they're not. They're on a bye. Make him go away. Coming up, all oh, the Longhorns also off this weekend. Coming up next, Saints, Cowboys, Red Band trailer from KT. That's right here on 105.3 The Fan. We're going to get into tonight's game, which I'm very excited about, and we'll tell you why coming up here at noon as we have uh, Packers-Eagles action. In fact, Pluckers, any of the locations around town is a great place to watch that. But it's a tradition every Thursday. KT brings us the game preview red band trailer. Yeah, thank you very much. And I'm really excited about this one uh, as we get to the Saints. Now, before we dive into nuts and bolts of Cowboys Saints, Mm -hmm. there is some interesting things happening in that world of college football in that area and Drew Brees and the future of everything. Okay. Now, in the last athletic Heisman poll, Jalen Hurts was number one. 
Number two was Joe Burrow, the quarterback of LSU. How about that? There was an article that was written about who the next uh, quarterback of New, in, in New Orleans should be. Tua, Justin Herbert, Jake Fromm, some of these names. Taysom. And one uh, source that was very close to everything said, Joe. Joe Burrow is the next now, LSU quarterback because if you I think mean, about next, what uh, is happening Saints quarterback at LSU, what's happening? They're taking uh, Sean Payton's old assistant, uh, old assistant Joe Brady. Right. Joe Brady has turned. He's basically said, I, "Here is Sean Payton's offense. Sean Payton's offense is now installed at LSU, and Joe Burrow is running it flawlessly. That's awesome. Seventeen touchdown passes this year, only thrown twenty-four incompletions. Wow. Okay, he's been really good. And he's flying up the rankings. He's he's if he continues this, and he's can he continue this? Can he right? continue this? He's got to go play, do this against Georgia and Alabama and all that. But he's going to sneak into that Herbert and Tua territory if he plays at this level but the, all but year long. This is not that crazy because he was very highly touted coming out of high yeah. school. He just got sidetracked at Ohio State, and he was always seen as a draftable guy, yeah. even at LSU before the system change. So I thought this was uh, interesting. It's uh, these things are called uh, Peytonism. There's just four of them. This is some things that Peyton has in his offense that Joe Brady was like preaching to LSU because when something's new, you continue to preach it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so these are some Sean Peytonisms as we get ready for Cowboys and Saints. We want to blitz the defense instead of the defense blitzing us. Okay. That has to do with quick rushes. That okay. has to do with, like, getting rid of the ball quickly and yes. putting them on their heels. Okay. And when you have a guy like Kamara, it's a hell of a lot easier. At the end of the day, we want to get our speed in space. And I think that's why a guy like Ted Ginn has made his, was able to save his career, mm-hmm. right. go there, and they can get in the ball quickly. That's what we've talked about uh, quite a bit. In fact, you were just talking about that the other day, and it, it's a huge part of sports, getting your best players in open space, especially if you've got speedy, fast players. Just put them in an opportunity where they can use that to excel. That's exactly it. Another Peytonism that they're teaching at LSU now, running backs are here to run the ball and catch passes. They're not signed to play at LSU because they're dynamic blockers. Okay? So okay, that's just so saying they don't care about blocking. We're, we're running our running back out in the flat or okay. out our running routes. But I think that's crazy because I, I love the fact that if Zeke is in the backfield, I know there's no chance of – or there's a much lesser chance of Dak yeah. getting murdered by a blitzer because Zeke is as good as anyone in football at picking up the blitz. I, I believe in that, too, but I think the philosophy, whether you agree with it or not, the philosophy is it doesn't matter if they're blitzing if you get rid of the ball that quick. And the way that they will try to mediate that a little bit is to send an extra blitzer, and if they do that, the home run touchdown is always available. Mm-hmm. Well, also I think that if you want a big play, those require a little more time in the pocket too, though. You know, If you're going to throw pocket. the ball downfield, you need a little extra time. So I don't know. I, I, like, I, like, Kamar, like, I guess this really comes down to Kamara and Zeke. They're both exceptional. I think I'd take Zeke over Kamara because he can do everything, and that's not a shot fired at Kamara because he may be the best weapon in the league. But I like that Zeke brings that to the party, that he's an exceptional blocker. Yeah, in the end, you ask your guys to do what they're good at, too. Yeah. You know, So, mm-hmm. you know, Kamara, if he's not good at blocking, why, why mess around with it? There's no need to do that. And they use him as a wide receiver sometimes. Now, the whole point of this, though, this conversation was talking about Joe Burrow next year. So, we go back to the past and quarterbacks that Sean Payton liked in New Orleans, guys who could have been taking over for Drew Brees. He liked Jacoby Brissett, okay? He um, famously liked another player – and I'm going to tell you about this real quick. Hold on. So they have a golf tournament in 2017. 
Okay, it's in New Orleans. It's called the Zurich Classic. Ryan Palmer and Jordan Spieth are playing in that, okay? Well, after round two, Friday night, they go hang out with Sean Payton and the war room, all right? They're just hanging out, okay? This is in April, all right? You get close to the draft. And they're having a debate. Who would we take here? Would it be Patrick Mahomes or cornerback Marshawn Lattimore? And then they go back and forth, all right? Well, Ryan Palmer does some media the next day talking to reporters, and here's what he said. It's that clip I sent you, Shippy. Shippy's in the bathroom. Great job, Shippy. It was uh, something I've never seen before. Always wondered how it worked, and uh, you know, it's funny if you've seen the movie Draft Day, and it's pretty close to that. I mean, just watching them, the phone calls coming in, the deals trying to be made, uh, those last three, four minutes, deciding who they wanted after their, uh, I think they were really big into Mahomes, but uh, you know, when they got Lattimore, you could see the excitement in all their, all their, all their scouts' eyes, Coach Payton's eyes. Uh, it's pretty, it's pretty cool for us. Okay, so he kind of let everyone know that he was into Mahomes. This is a thing that Sean Payton could get killed for, right? And the Saints, or the Saints in general, could get killed for, right? They set back. The, Lattimore's fine. I like Lattimore. I think he's a good player. He's their best corner. Fine. But maybe don't let the Chiefs trade in front of you to get Patrick Mahomes, right? Wait, wait, hold on. F- fine. He's, he's a good player. Arguably the best corner in football. Compared to Mahomes, though? Well, yeah, but you still I have, don't have Mahomes. But you still, so you're going to send Breeze out oh, to yeah. pasture? Actually, if I would have known. In hindsight, if you knew that, yeah, okay, so if everyone in the world knew that Mahomes was going to be this good. No one knew. Right, and would Mahomes be this dynamic in every single scheme? Maybe. Maybe. God, you can't plan your team like that, can you? I mean, if you think, I mean, gosh, I don't know, man. I mean, had it not been for a BS call, they would have been back in the Super Bowl last year. These are years after uh, Drew Brees had some comments. Like this, is like five years after yeah, Drew was like, that's true. he was like, I don't know if I'm going to get to the playoffs too many th- more I times. Think I think it's like this. To me, the reason the conversation's relevant is because they narrowed it down to those two guys. Yeah. And if he's already on their on their radar, my first reaction was, no, they needed Lattimore. They had Brees, but now that I think about it, yes, you take the MVP of the league if you have a chance. It doesn't even right. matter what's but on it, your roster. It gets back into that area where. Look, no, there's no, no one new. There's no player loyalty. There's none. I mean, you, it has to be a cutthroat league. You have to be willing to do that. And it gets hard if you have relationships and a, and a history and they want to have loyalty to Breeze. But the reality is they just need to say, listen, man, go F yourself. You're out. We found a new bright, shiny toy and uh, you're out. And Sorry. See you later. Ma- maybe the heir apparent is on their roster and starting this week in Teddy Bridgewater. So, Teddy Bridgewater did not throw the ball over 20 yards last week. He threw four passes in between 10 and 20 yards. It was very conservative. Now, they did have a pick six, and they had a punt return for a touchdown, so they were up. So, they didn't have to do anything, and it was in Seattle on the road, and it was wet. So, right. they didn't have to do anything. I don't see Sean Payton allowing that to happen two weeks in a row. I think they're going to come out and try to throw the ball deep and at least stretch the field a time or two. We'll see. I mean, it's – yeah, if they try to get the ball to Michael Thomas, it would likely be downfield. Kamara is so freaking dangerous. They just, again, get him the ball in space, see what he can do. Let's go back to that comment from that golfer, though. Mm -hmm. He said it was just like draft day. That was one of the worst movies that's come out in the last 10,000 years. It's a Uh, bad movie. That threw me off that that. It threw me off, too. I was like, like, wait, what? He's making fun of their draft process? It discredited everything else he said. And, and dude, if he thought that 
being in there with Sean Payton and it's just like draft day, then he may have misunderstood what they were talking about in there to begin with. I think there's a chance they never let him talk again, anybody. <laughs> anybody <laughs> in any walk of life. Okay. Terrible. Should Sean Payton be letting those guys in the war room? Uh, yeah. you, know, you know where you learned that from? The Joneses. He absolutely did. Let's, let's let this shiny person walk in here and walk over there and grab a slice of pizza as Jerry <laughs> Jr. sitting there with him. Let's do that. Get that juice going. It's fun. He's going to go out there and compare us to draft day. Y'all seen that movie? Let's talk to Kamara about Kamara real quick. He broke 17 tackles against the Seahawks last week. Wait, what? In one game? In one game. Bro- I think he broke four on one play. On uh, three separate plays, he broke three tackles on one play. Oh, God. God, Nine of great. those were on three plays. Um, every Seattle starter missed a tackle except one, Puna Ford. Okay? I'm so a they offended by you saying that. Shut up. Puna Ford, Texas. DT Texas, yeah. Now, here's my kind of a grim reaper of the week here. Uh-oh. The guy I'm worried about. <laughs> what a weird promo. <laughs> <laughs> KT's grim reaper of the week. Oh, man. Well, when I first started, I wanted to do the Red Band trailer. I wanted to really in, uh, incorporate a lot of audio into the segment, but uh-huh. it's not possible. Why did that not happen? Uh, but Jared Cook, through three games, has five catches for 69 yards. Okay. Three games, five catches, 69 yards. So not a big weapon. Well, there a guy might sneak up on you right here this mm-hmm. week, maybe kind of a little Sean Payton guy. Oh, let's see if we can get him going here. Right. If there's anybody due for a huge game it's and him. the bad memories that you know, the Cowboys have with Jared Cook. Jared Cook concerns me in this game. It just concerns me a little bit. So uh, I don't know who they'd match up with him uh, now that Byron's playing outside. Um, and they may not have to worry about it because he hasn't done anything yet this mm-hmm. year. So you may not be worried about matching up with him, but Jared Cook concerns me a little bit. You know, part of that, too, though, half of their games this year have been played with Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback. Yeah, that's true. All right, we got some texts coming in here. You can text us the Autoflex Leasing Fan Text 877-881-1053. Someone says, uh, as you sit there and talk about Kamara breaking all those tackles, says Jeff Heath alert. We know he can't tackle. Nah, <laughs> Jeff Heath's fine. He just, I was thinking know. more about Jalen being able to – you got, and by the way, guys, you got um, Darian Thompson. So that's all. We're, we're in good shape. You Is know. It, well, what if Xavier plays? Darian Thompson had 72 snaps. He played more snaps than anyone. Darian Thompson is your starting strong safety. Okay. Now, if Xavier so plays, it would be Xavier that, and Heath. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But why? Uh, I would rest Xavier. I'd get it right. From the 903, why do y'all hate draft day so much? Uh, curious Tolo. I mean, just rewatch it. Uh, I mean, it's just such a bad movie, and the, the, it just oversimplifies things way too much. I've it's actually a, never seen it, and I hate it. It's an enjoy. <laughs> it's an enjoyable bad movie. Is it? Uh, yeah, it's an enjoyable bad movie. I think one of the best yeah. sports movies I've seen in the last twenty years is Moneyball, and even that had the most absurd sports scene in it, where Brad Pitt goes to Cleveland, walks into their offices to try to make trades. Oh. Like he was a traveling door salesman. Guys, uh, wow, we're getting the, the same text from the 817 and the 214. Can I get a fart drop? And then can we <laughs> yeah. get a fart drop? Oh. No, you cannot. Uh, but Carlo, uh, the people. that was KT Saints Cowboys red band oh, trailer. Oh, man, I'm going to have to tweet out my special teams notes. Yeah. Well, we'll get to them next. Why don't we get to them next? <laughs> no, uh, KT special teams important. red band trailer special teams notes. Coming up next, we'll take a look at Packers, Eagles, and the impact it has on the Cowboys. All that coming up next from Pluckers and Grapevine on 105.3 The Fan. Before we get there, I want to talk about Frankel and Frankel and 1-800-Lawyers. Frankel and, uh, you know, I I keep saying that, 1-800-Lawyers. The number to call has changed. It's 214-333-3333. And we were there yesterday. 
we have so much respect for those guys. Great uh, dudes. Just fantastic. Uh, Mark and Scott and, and Jeff Burkett, those guys are phenomenal. And they helped us when we got in our own car accidents. I got into a car wreck. I called them. They handled everything. I can't emphasize this enough, you guys. If you've ever trusted us on anything with any of our advertising partners, trust us on this. If you're involved in an accident or a collision that is not your fault, do yourself a favor and contact Frankel and Frankel at 214-333-3333. Yeah, and, you know, a lot of times the insurance company, if you get an accident, will reach out to you and try to do a quick settlement. That's proof that you need these guys. Don't let anybody get over on you. They've got uh, 25 years of experience with the firm. I mean, that's a long time. We're talking about a quarter of a century. They've seen all the ins and outs, and they got your back. So if you get in an accident, turn to the guys that Ben turned to, for example. You're talking about Mark and Scott and Gene over there. It's our friends over at Frankel and Frankel. You can check them out online at frankelfirm.com or use the new number, 214-333-3333. It's Frankel and Frankel. Principal Office, Dallas, Texas. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.